Well, good morning. It's good to see everyone here and has, has already been expressed through uh, several comments and our, our songs. We're happy that you are here and especially on this last day of 2023 and, uh, and the beginning of a, a, a new year. We, um, we, we want to uh, try to expand or segue into a theme, the theme of our 24, 19, uh, 2024 year is my heart right with God. And I want to commend the bulletin article to you this morning by Ken Welliver, The Heart of Christianity, where he talks about four chambers of the heart. And of course, we know that the Bible heart is not the organ that pumps the blood. We know that the Bible heart is the mind. It's the spirit of man, the soul of man. And Ken points out that the heart consists of these four chambers, the intellect, the emotion, the conscience, and the will. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, is the will of man. I'm going to talk about the resolute heart, the resolved heart. Because if we don't have a resolve to do what the Lord asks us to do, then we're, we're not going to be successful. And the passage that was quoted in that article is a passage that is a good passage to use to begin the lesson. Because in Acts chapter 11 and verse 23, Barnabas came to Antioch and he witnessed the grace of God. Now the gospel had been growing, but it had been growing only among the Jews. It had not yet spread out to the Gentile nations. And now it was starting. And so Barnabas comes from Jerusalem, who is a Jew, and he witnesses the grace of God and rejoices. And he begins to encourage them all with resolute heart, resolute heart, a resolved heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. I would suggest to you that the resolute heart is the key to this entire passage and the key, the key to all of our lives as Christians. If we want to see the grace of God, if we want to rejoice, if we want to be encouraged, if we want to see the Holy Spirit in our lives, if we want to see numbers brought to the Lord, it's going to be because we are resolved. We are a heart that is resolute. We have a resolute heart. You know, resolutions are a good thing. They are a really good thing. Um, resolutions are purposes. They are, they are times when we make up our mind. Be determined. This is what a resolution is. And we should have many resolutions in our lives. Now, it is good to have resolutions. But we need, to we need to understand that a resolution or a purpose is subservient to a higher goal. Now, I, I sympathize 
with what Tim talked about, the resolve to stop eating those cookies and donuts. <laughs> and I've been there, been there, done that. And I'm going to tell you that without a higher goal, without a higher objective, the resolutions won't mean anything. Now, there are things that follow resolutions, but the first thing before a resolution will ever work is a higher purpose, a higher goal. Now, you're not going to tear yourself away from all that good food. And, and you do have to tear yourself away from a lot of good food if you're going to lose weight. But the higher purpose, of course, is better health, isn't it? I, I want to have a healthier body. I want to have a healthier life. And so when I see that as a goal, when I see that as an objective, as a vision, then I'm going to then be able to make my resolution, my resolution to lose weight, to get healthier, to get stronger, whatever your resolution may be. And we need to have resolutions. We need to have personal resolutions. We need to have financial resolutions. These are all good things to have. As I've said many times, if we don't... And this thing is delayed just a little bit, isn't it? I have to get used to that. If, if you don't know where you're going, then you're probably not going to get there, right? So if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a goal, and you don't make a resolution about that goal, then you're not going to get to the goal. You know, I think resolutions are good and important because I don't want to wake up 20 years from now and wonder, what happened? What, what happened to my life? In fact, I, I don't want to wake up one year from now. I don't want to get to the end of, night of 2024 and say, where did the year go? What, what did I do? What did I accomplish? What good did I do in my life? I, I want to have a goal and I want to have a vision for my life in a lot of areas, but especially in the area that I'm going to talk about this morning. The Bible talks about resolutions, as we read in Acts chapter 11, but here's a good passage also in Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, we have a song that is popular that we sing sometimes in our hymn book, and it's a popular secular hymn as well popularized by a very famous artist. And a lot of times we stop right there. But look at what the next verse says. Ralph's Rules. <laughs> Read the next verse. I have sworn, and I will confirm it, that I will keep your righteous ordinances. I am exceedingly afflicted. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. This verse, these three verses of Scripture, contain the essence of goal-setting, of resolution-adopting, and then plans that are going to be in keeping with those resolutions and those goals. It's encapsulated right here in these three verses. I need to have a goal. I need to have a goal, a vision. Thy word is the, the pathway to my life. And my resolution is, is that I'm going to 
keep your righteous ordinances, and then I'm going to be revived. I'm going to be revived according to your word. And so I ask you, I challenge you to make this as one of your resolutions for 2024. I will remain true to the Lord. It's the same resolution that Barnabas asked of the Antioch Christians, and I'm asking it of you. Remain true to the Lord. We need to examine our hearts. The Apostle Paul exhorted us in 2 Corinthians 13. Examine yourselves. Test yourselves. Is my heart right with God? And as a part of that goal, as a part of that overall vision, resolve in your heart, resolve in your mind that I will remain true to the Lord. Okay? But the lesson's not over. <laughs> Boy, that would really be the shortest lesson we would have ever had on a Sunday morning, right? And it's not going to be a long lesson, but there is just a little bit more to it. And that is this. So now what's the plan? <laughs> so what's the plan? You can make resolutions, but you've got to have a plan. Resolutions are in keeping with a goal. I see a big picture. I see a goal. Now I'm going to make a firm resolution, a firm commitment. But now, what's the plan? What are the steps that I'm going to carry out to ensure that my resolution is successful, that I will remain true to the Lord? It starts with this. I'm going to attend every service and every event that the church here uh, sponsors that I possibly can. You know, I know that it's not all about attending church. Look, I know that. But this is where it starts. <laughs> this, this is where it starts. And, and, if, and if we cannot put a plan or a policy, if you want to call it that, in place that I am going to be faithful to the services and to every event that the church sponsors that I possibly can, then I'm going to submit to you, you will not be successful with your resolution to remain true to the Lord. Now we know this verse. We've read it a lot. We quote it a lot because it's true. It's right. It's right on target. Let us hold fast, hold fast, remain true, right? Let us hold fast to the confession of our, faith, of our hope without wavering. Uh, that's the big goal, isn't it? Our hope, the hope of eternal life. I'll hold fast to that confession for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another in all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, whether whatever day it was, we have a day that is drawing near. All of us have a day that we can see that's drawing near, and that's the end of our lives. I'm 66 years old, okay? And I'm not the oldest person here. We've got a few that are older, lots that are younger, but I see the day drawing near. My parents live to their mid-80s. I'm not going to live a lot longer than that if by the grace of God I live that long. 
so I can see the day drawing near. All of us have a day that is drawing near. And we need to be faithful because we see that day drawing near. Whatever that day is that you see drawing near, be faithful. Make that your primary resolution. Be faithful to hold fast that confession. And you know what? I know that every service is not as great as it might be. There are some services that we attend that are just spectacular. I mean, they're really motivating and moving, but then others aren't. But maybe they are to someone else. So perhaps the fact that you are here, you are motivating and encouraging somewhere, someone else to hold true and to hold fast to their faith, even though it's not the greatest sermon or the greatest song service or the greatest prayers or comments that you ever heard. Nevertheless, you are here to be edified and to edify and encourage others. But there is more to it, isn't there? The services are not all that we do here. The worship services is not the only thing that we do. All you've got to do is read the emails. And if you're a member here, you're on the email plan. <laughs> and you see all these emails going back and forth, right? And so get involved. Get involved in the program of work at North Church of Christ. Get involved. Serve one another. Teach one another. Exhort one another. Give to one another. Be a leader. Show mercy. Show love. This comes from Romans chapter 12 and beginning at verse 6. I want to read the passage from verses 6 through 8. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service in his serving. Or he who teaches in his teaching. Or he who exhorts in his exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. You know, I realize there may be many of you here that cannot or do not want to participate in the worship services. That's just fine. But there's something that you can give to this church that you have a talent. Every one of you has a talent in one of these areas. Every one of you has a talent in one of these areas. Do you like to mow the yard? Are you kind of like Forrest Gump? You know, you just love to be on that tractor. <laughs> well, there's work to do. I mean, there's yard, there's grass to mow, and there's weeds to pull. Believe me, there's a bunch of them right over there. So... If you want to get a weed pulling day, get with Tim and he'll help you out. He'll arrange it for you. There's probably even tools in the shed to do that. Do you like computers? I tell you what, we've got a lot of computers here and Seth can give me a hearty amen on that. We, if you want to get involved with working in software and helping the word of God spread through YouTube and our Facebook page, there's a place for you here. Do you, do you like art? Are you, are you a graphics kind of person like, like Ryan was? Well, then there's a team here at North that does just that, that gets involved in those kinds of things. You say, well, I want to make sure that every worship assembly is 
as edifying as it can possibly be. I want every single assembly to be the best assembly that I ever attended. Guess what? We have an assembly team. We have people who are committed to doing just that. Get on their team. Get on the team. Get on the team. These are the gifts that God has given each one of us. You don't have to be a worship. Uh, you don't have to lead in worship services to be a part of this church. There are a lot of other ways for you to get involved and be involved. And let me tell you something. There is no greater use of your time than to get involved in the Lord's work at the North Church of Christ. Let me tell you something, my resolution, my resolution to be true to the Lord is the best resolution I ever made. I made that resolution on May the 4th, 1975, and I've re-upped that resolution every single year since then. And I'm going to tell you that if you want to have a good life, if you want to have a good family, if you want to have good relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ, if you want to have a successful career, that's the heart of it. That's the bottom line. That's the resolution. That's the one resolution you need to make before any other resolution because everything springs, everything springs from that. Why North? Why this congregation? Because we believe in godly, reverent, spiritual, scriptural worship. As Jesus talked about in John 4 and verse 24, it doesn't matter where worship is. It doesn't have to be on Mount Gerizim. It doesn't have to be in Jerusalem. The holy places are where God's people are who are offering to him worship in spirit and in truth. And did you know we have a worship? By the way, did I say we have a worship team? We have a worship team that meets regularly to talk about how we can engage in reverent, godly, edifying, and scriptural, truthful worship unto God. But in addition to that, we are bearing works. We are a fruit-bearing, working church right now. Now, I'm not on every committee, uh, but I am the treasurer. <laughs> And so I see the things that are being done, even though I'm not on every single group. Now, I think Bev may be on every single group. At least she was when we started all of this. I think, have you pared down just a little bit? Okay, she's pared down just a little bit. But I, I see what's going on because I write the checks. I, I can see how we've upgraded our computers. I can see how we've expanded our internet presence. I can see the literature and the materials that we have purchased, the new sign, the improvements to the, uh, to the infrastructure here. I can see all of that. So why North? Why North Church of Christ? Because we are bearing fruit for the Lord right now. Right now. Be a part of that fruit-bearing tree, and because North stands for the truth of the gospel. You know, there are some people that seem to indicate that doctrine is not all that important, that the, the, that the gospel message is not really, uh, you know, is not really that important, that it's just 
Pe people use the expression, well, it's all just about Jesus. Well, I think they're, I think they're really narrowing Jesus' scope down quite a bit because all of the gospel is Jesus. All of the New Testament is Jesus, as I've said uh, in our study of John. Jesus said to his disciples, you know, he said, if, if they believe me, they'll believe you. If they heard my word, they'll hear your word. All of the books of the Bible and all of the words in the Bible are read. <laughs> They're all read because they all come from Jesus Christ, the Logos, the Word. And we stand for the truth of the gospel because as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, it is the gospel that saves us. We are saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you know that God has a resolution? Yes. God resolved. Look at what the apostle says in Ephesians 3. The manifold wisdom of God is made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal resolution purpose. That's what a resolution is, a purposing. The eternal resolution which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord. There are some folks that said, you know, I, there are some folks that say, you know, I, I'll take Jesus, but I don't like organized religion. Really? You, you like unorganized religion? Is that what you like? Oh, you just don't like any religion. So you think you can be religious. You think you can be spiritual. You think you can remain true to the Lord and not be true to his church. If that's what you think, you need to rethink because God's purpose and my purpose need to align. And God's purpose is to be that the, in the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known through Jesus Christ and his church. That's what God's resolu resolution is. And if I'm going to remain true to the Lord, and I'm going to give him glory and bear fruit for him. Here's what the apostle says in Ephesians 3 and verse 14 through 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. A lot of people stop right there. Boy, that's a wonderful message. That's a wonderful thing to happen. That's a wonderful resolution. That's a wonderful result of our resolutions. But how do we do it? How do we carry it out? How do we give God glory? How do we bear fruit for him? Look at the last verse. Read the rest of the paragraph. To him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Be a part of this church.
If you're not a member of this church family, you're visiting from somewhere far away or some, somewhere in another community, be a part of their church. Be a part of that church. Be a part of a faithful, God-fearing, Bible-centered congregation there. If you're in college, find, don't go to a college that doesn't have a church. Go to a college that has a solid church because you give God glory as you work and serve and worship him in the church. And so there's the lesson. There's our resolution. We're going to sing a song in a moment called I Am Resolved, right? <laughs> At least that's what I asked. That's what I asked Ryan to lead. I am resolved. And the, and, and, and the song goes through the same progression that we just discussed. I am resolved no longer to linger. I am resolved to go to the Savior. I am resolved to enter the kingdom. And so the resolution is, I have a goal. I have a vision. I have a resolution or purpose. And now I'm going to carry out that resolution and purpose in the Lord through his kingdom through his church.